Our wee times coincided. It was a very good uh, unison wee. to another episode of 10 Hour Timestamp, the show that can't sit still, won't shut up, and has anger problems. I am your host for the day, David, also known as Rose Tinted Spectrum, on the far reaches of the internet, and joining me today, Stu. What's your name, and where do you come from? My name's Stu, and I'm from Birmingham, and I'm known as Stu the Brummie, encapsulating both of those things perfectly yay today is a very special episode as is the episode after this but this one is more special because instead of playing one game for 10 hours we're going to be playing five games that our lovely discord has put forward for us all of them described as short form games something that maybe wouldn't fit the full 10 hour playthrough that this podcast is based on therefore Things are going all different for an episode. The first five hours means you have each done a diary entry on one of the games. We have no idea what each of our opinions are yet. Then, instead of the 11th hour, we're going to try and guess which game or games the other person played for the final five hours. Why don't you join in, listeners? I promise it's going to be a lot of fun. Isn't that right, Stu from Birmingham? It is going to be a lot of fun because I had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> what a good advert. Okay, Stu, question time before we start. Which Saturday night game show from the past do you think they should bring back and how would you improve it? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, they've they've tried over the... I, re- I just remember really enjoying the Generation game. Mm. Uh, didn't, they, didn't they redo it? Um, they've redone it a few times, haven't they? They have, yeah. Didn't, do, didn't Jim Davidson do it? Jim and Davidson did it, unfortunately. <laughs> That's uh, definitely not improving things. Version. Um, and th- did they do a version with... What's his face? The northern one, who's obsessed with being Vernon Kay. Did they do a version oh, with... Oh, yes, I, mean, I think they did. Yeah, well, they need to redo it again now. But it was... Uh, <laughs> with yeah, all three I, of them. <laughs> with all three. They need to dig Bruce Forsyth up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep... Jim Davison away from any impending court dates, and Vernon Kay, uh, he well, he's, he just has lots of affairs, so I don't really... <laughs> allegedly. Uh, so, yeah. No, I used to really like the Generation game, mm. so we will go with that. How about you? Well, I was thinking they should bring Gladiators back, but swap Ooh, the Gladiators yes. out for more normal people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've got the contestants and you've got the gladiators who are all just kind of sweaty and overweight trying yeah. to do the gladiators um, things. I just think it would be funny. Either that or swap the gladiators out for criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Hardened criminals versus Gladiators <laughs> care in the community version. <laughs> yeah. You can That'd do your weird. community service by going on gladiators. What could be better than that? You could be twatted with a, a giant cotton bud. Yeah, because, because all, all the contestants on it were generally like fitness mm. 
fitness freaks anyway we weren't yeah. not freaks but you know what I mean they were all like because some of the contestants went on to become become gladiators uh, because they were so damn good yeah and some of the gladiators did go on to become hardened criminals (laughs) (laughs) it all all swings and roundabouts Uh, or slept with uh, Eureka Johnson yeah I think uh, we have saved Saturday Night Television with this. We, uh, we have with this start of the podcast. Five minutes in, we're already doing. Service. Five minutes in, that was filmed in Birmingham, Gladiators. Was it? It was indeed. Wow. I used to live, I used to live over the road from where they filmed it, but not at the same time as when they filmed it. Oh, that's, so that's uh, a very two, disappointing story. There's about it's there's about ten years apart. So if I went back into, I know I forget it. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, Stu. <laughs> I think it's time for our number one. And our first game was Arcadia. Let's see what we thought of it. Our one. Our one, or our Arcadia, as I shall now call it. This game, uh, it's a bit crap. It's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it because it's really stupid. But it's not what I'd consider a good game, necessarily. The problem is really all to do with how shoot-em-ups work. They're generally about working out what the enemy patterns are and trying to dodge as best you can and weave throughout the rest of it. That's sort of the case here, but only for one level. And then it goes absolutely tit-biscuits and does whatever it wants. Level 1 is just some weird rockets falling from the sky. Level 2 is butterflies, which are a bit easier, I found. Anyway, they shoot slower. Then level 3 are space invaders with the weirdest movement pattern ever. And then level 4 is just impossible and stupid because I can't hit anything. Uh, Overall impressions then, not great. It's fine. It's better than a lot of shoot-em-ups on the ZX Spectrum, but that isn't saying much. Hour 1, Arcadia on the Spectrum. I downloaded another Spectrum emulator to play this because the emulator that I'd got set up already through Launchbox messed me about with the controls. It was a nice emulator. I can't remember what it's called. Spectrum, it's a Spectrum, Spectrum emulator. Spectrum, Spectrum, oh God, what's it called? It's called Spectaculator which I am uninstalling as we speak. It had some good features. I was uh, really enjoying the fake CRT and the SCART and the aerial settings. They were all really, really lovely, really good. I also played a game that was shit. There we go, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I use Spectaculator all the time. It's good. You should have reinstalled it instead. Uh, Did Uh, you pay for it? I do, yeah. Yes, Uh, I think it was about 20 20 quid or something, but then I've been been using it for three years now, so it's uh, it's fine. Stu, this game released in 1983 (laughs) uh, for the ZX Spectrum, which is the year I was born. And And me. And it's a multi-award winning game. Uh, Is it? Third place in the CMVG 1983 Golden Joystick Awards as Best Arcade Style Game. Fourth place in the CMVG 1983 Golden Joystick Awards Game of the Year 1983. And ranked number 47 in 1984's Sinclair User Top 50 Spectrum Software Classics. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> that is That is insane. Yeah. I know. I know games were... I know it was a bit different back then, but... 
fucking hell. <laughs> the, 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 the loading screen version of Space Invaders before Ghostbusters mm. on the C64 is better than this. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, the only way I can really sum it up, my issue with it is it's fine for the first couple of levels, and then yeah. it just becomes ridiculous there's, there's almost no way other than sheer luck to get through any of the waves of enemies because they all just randomly move around yeah i, I don't know what they, you're supposed like, to do like you said there's 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 kind of zero pattern to anything it's mm-hmm. all just complete luck uh like you you can play a level and think oh actually i've got i've got a bit of a system here yeah and then you get through the level and then you get back to the level again and you're like Oh, my system isn't working now. What? Why? 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 What's happened here? It's it's utterly bizarre. Yeah, um, it, I can understand. Obviously, it it was very early doors, nineteen eighty three. Uh, there's probably wasn't a great deal of other home ports of of stuff. I mean, I'm sure there must have been multiple Space Invaders, but I guess they tried to do something different. Mm-hmm. I just don't really like the different that they have made. Uh, I mean, it's not. I guess. Oh, look, to, to try and give it some a nice spin. It's good that they didn't just go the Space Invaders route and just go. Okay, the next level is the same as the first, but a bit faster, and we'll just keep doing that all the way. Yeah, the the, there's some variety yeah. and stuff in there, but uh, it comes at the cost of of playability, I guess, by accident. <laughs> because yeah, I just <laughs> just couldn't get anywhere in it. How far did you get? Uh, I think I got to level four, mm. and then I was playing one to four for about an hour. <laughs> Actually, I think, to be honest with you, I probably only played it for about three quarters of an hour yeah. and thought, well, I'm not getting any more out of this game <laughs> in the last 15 minutes. There's zero point in me actually playing it. Um, yeah, I was just, I was, you know, I, I get frustrated at the the tiniest of things, so this just sent me into to overdrive uh who who suggested this one this was more fun making it who is going to be a guest on the podcast <laughs> in a couple of episodes he's so, not now so thanks lee <laughs> thanks for thanks for arcadia uh, shall we go into hour two Stu? Uh, yes i think so <laughs> hour two so slightly more impressive than Arcadia. That's not really fair in Arcadia, but I'm going to say it anyway because I can. This was Thunder Force 4 on the Mega Drive, the fourth in a series I've never really played because I didn't have a Mega Drive growing up, and I'm shit at shoot 'em ups anyway. First impressions, the game looks great, the soundtrack is great, there's this really neat thing where you can switch your ship speed and weapons on the fly, which I love because I hate it when you either end up with a weapon you didn't want or you're flying too slow or too fast in other shooters. It's annoying, stop doing that game making people. You can do the four levels on offer in any order, and it doesn't matter what order I do them in, I die at the boss. This game does something I really hate in shoot 'em ups, and that's bringing in enemies from behind that you have no way of knowing will be there unless you've already played the game. That kind of thing really does my head in. That being said, toward the end of the hour, I did finally get one of the bosses down, and that was through repeated plays and getting used to the game as a whole. And that last playthrough, I did start to get into it more. Interesting. Interesting. Which is more than I can say for Arcadia. I'm enjoying Thunder Force 4. I played through the four different stages. The uh, desert 
base something something else I think their translations are weird they're they're not quite called the right thing I'm sure we'll probably discuss that in the uh, in the episode but it was nice yeah nice um, horizontal shooter in the ilk of like R-Type and Salamander and all of those things the kind of games that I, I really do like playing um, Shame I only had an hour with it at the moment so I spent about 15 minutes on each of the different areas just to get a bit of a feel for it and yeah I really like it visuals are nice sounds nice um, I like that there's a lot of screen for you to be able to go up and down on it you're not just kind of fixed in the middle of the screen um, so yeah I'm, I'm I did I did um, enjoy that that was Thunder Force, released in 1992 uh, in Japan and 1993 everywhere else for the Sega Mega Drive. And it also got ported to the Saturn at some point. Uh, oh, okay. From the Wikipedia page of the best place to get all your information. Uh, the game was considered by journalists as one of the best shooters on the Mega Drive when it was launched. Critics especially praised the game's graphics, including the vertical and parallax scrolling for illustrating the immense environments. Some believed that underneath the graphical sheen, the gameplay was relatively average, however. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <coughs> so what I do you like think, average? Stu? I, 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 like I said, I really enjoyed it, and you you picked up on a couple of things that were, that were really interesting. The ability to slow down and speed up mm. was was very very useful. Yeah. Because uh, obviously the section like on the on the bosses where you sometimes need to concentrate on one specific area is very useful to be able to drop your speed right down mm-hmm. and just kind of hover up and down a little bit. And then when there's a lot happening on screen, being able to speed up a lot and being able to weave and dodge. Um, I wasn't too bothered by things coming from behind you because I think that's all part of the course with with these kind of games. Things always come come from behind, um, and there's usually you've usually got a, a power up that that has a reverse uh, reverse shoot. Um, so yeah, it was good. I, in the uh, I was saying these stage names were a mm. bit weird. Yeah. So we've got. Air Raid, mm-hmm. Ruin, mm-hmm. then we've got S- Strite. <laughs> I think and... it's planet names, is it not? Oh, is it? I think so. Uh, Strite uh, and Dasa or Dasa. Da- yeah, yeah. It was because I thought Dasa was quite close to desert. Deserts, yeah. No. And I and that's why I was like, I wonder if they've uh, if there's there's been some strange kind of. Um, uh, word there yes uh, yeah the, where they've just tried to translate it and it's gone completely wrong it's gone completely then, wrong i have no idea what strite would be in that case because that's kind of like mountainous ocean area yeah sprite 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 no sprite no liquid no sprite's, <laughs> None a, of those sprite's a liquid dave dave come on now it's well, a lovely lemony liquid the thing that i i found a little odd is that you've got your four levels there i don't know if there's anymore after that but you can do them in any order which is great um mm-hmm. strite is like a mountainous watery area dasa 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 is a desert area with sandstorms and whatnot so those two were like really different and then you get to ruin an air raid 
which are different to those two, but I thought they were quite similar They were really similar, yeah. Yeah, yeah which, they, were, they were very, very similar. I thought that was a bit odd for a game that's got four levels on the off. Yeah. Two of them are, uh, are a bit similar when the other ones are so different. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, for those who haven't played it, if, if you haven't caught up by now, it's a vertical scrolling shooter. You have, I want to say, four different weapons, um, but not all of them are active like straight away you pick up power-ups which activate those weapons and then you can upgrade those weapons with more power-ups but if you get hit you lose your upgrade for that specific weapon that you have active at that time so you can switch between your weapons at will and it's good it puts you in this situation of I really want to use this super awesome weapon, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get smashed to shit in a mm. minute. So you switch to a weapon that you don't really care about losing, just in case. Um, and yeah, as I say, toward the end of that hour, I did manage to get a boss down. Can't remember which one. It was in either Air Raid or Ruin, but because those two levels are very similar, I can't remember which <laughs> of the two it was. Um, I got one of those down, and it was at that point where I was like, okay, yeah, I like this. I think it's it is just one of those games that I need I need to get more practice in, really, because, as I say, I'm not a big shoot 'em up player, and this had quite a lot of the things that do my tits in. <laughs> um, All those things that you love. Yeah. I, as you say, yes, I know that things coming from behind are quite common, but as somebody who doesn't play them that much, it really annoys me. <laughs> it just really, really annoys me when I'm like... How, I mean, I've got this entire length of screen. Why are you now throwing things behind me? It's rude. Did you, yeah, you were you were on the uh, it was Par- paradox? Was that what we played? Uh, Abadox. Abadox. That mm. was it. Yeah, you were kind of on the fence about that, weren't you? You weren't. Yeah, I mean, it was fine up until that last level. It was. I mean, it's quite a boring um, shoot 'em up, but it was quite good for me because. Relatively simple, and it was all pattern based. It, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, with this, you mentioned it yourself that the levels constantly move from left to right, but there's also a lot of up and down. So they're yeah. not they're not claustrophobic levels at all, and that is good. But it also means that any memorization techniques that you're going to put into place have to involve a lot more area. Yeah, than the you need, you need to make sure you're staying in a very specific area of the screen yes. if you're going to go by, by memory. Yes, exactly. And I always tend to find that the the ones, the shoot ups that I tend to get into a lot quicker are ones that don't really require memorization. They're just all skill-based. And I think this is definitely straddling the line between two. There's some memorization involved but there's a lot of skill involved and I seem to have neither in the space of that hour. No, I, well, like I said, I did, I did 15 minutes on each area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, if I, I think I got to, did I get to the boss on each of them? I got to the boss on most of them, but, mm. um, uh, as you've said, you know, it took you an hour to, to get through one of them so I was pretty much like giving myself little slots on each of them just to kind of um, get a taste of it for them but yeah I liked that you've got a large screen section because you can be flying along and then you can get um, 
things come from below mm-hmm. and then if you go down the screen then there's actually something launching them um rather than them just appearing yes um, yeah. on, on 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 some on some um on some of them but yeah i i i, I thoroughly enjoyed this this was kind of uh up my alley uh and with you being able to change the power ups like you said to save them for when you need them yeah. there's that nice little strategy element of you kind of having to go well Shall I hold on to this, or or shall I risk losing it? So that's uh, yeah, yeah. I th- really enjoyed it. Mm. Okay, let's have a look at our three. I don't know why I started thinking that. I apologise. Our three. Well, this is an easy one. This is in my top five Mega Drive games of all time, even prior to this podcast. So playing it for another hour is just happy times, really. It's hard to really pinpoint what it is I love about Gunstar Heroes. I grew up forcing myself to play through stuff like Probotector or Contra, if you want to be arsy about it. So I just came from an era where you wouldn't get that many games. And what you did get, no matter how difficult, you forced yourself to get good. Otherwise, you'd be bored. And that's worse. Gunstar Heroes didn't come into my life until much, much later, but it fell right within that wheelhouse of perfect pick-up-and-play games that are balls to the wall and difficult to master. It's graphically fantastic, it's chock-full of character, the game constantly twists and turns with surprises, and it's just an absolute blast to play. I honestly don't think I can say a bad word about it. Just played Gunstar Heroes. I'm recording this on... A third different device. Whoa, God, that's exciting. Uh, so Gunstar Heroes is very much in the vein of Alien Soldier. Even the music is very similar, sound effects. It's a kind of run and gun with a boss and a run and gun with a boss. Unfortunately, I mean, because Alien Soldier, uh, every boss had its own way of defeating it. When you've only got an hour to play something, you don't, you don't really get much... There's not much of an opportunity for you to kind of learn how bosses work. So, um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of Alien Soldier. I thought it was okay. Um, this looks very nice. I like the the sliding... Uh, I like the ability to kind of slide tackle people ability to throw enemies uh the power-up system seems a bit odd maybe i don't know like if you've got two of the same things i don't know i'd I'd probably have to play it for longer okay i know it's considered one of those kind of classic games for the mega drive maybe if i could be bothered i'd invest more time in it but with the plethora of kind of retro games that i haven't really played which is you know the majority of them probably not something i'll, I'll come back to Boo! <laughs> i'm sorry i'm um, sorry yeah i mean you mentioned alien soldier there is the same guys behind it uh treasure mm-hmm. uh, i think this one is a lot easier to grasp it, it's probably closer to metal gear not metal gear what am i about metal slug than Alien yeah. Soldier, I would say. I was just going to say, I, I do, I really like the Metal Slug games. Mm. I just, uh, and it's like they're very frantic games, and this is this is also very frantic. But again, I think it just came back to the whole very, very straightforward kind of uh, run and gun sections, mm-hmm. and then 
I just don't like loads and loads of bosses. If if, if truth be told, Um, I enjoyed the other bits. It's just, uh, I feel like I'm getting into, um, I think I'm getting into a routine of of like really enjoying the run and gun bits and then it gets broken up with a a boss. Yeah. Uh, Like, like shock troopers for example that had nice long sections with then a relatively easy boss bit thrown yeah, in yeah the bosses were um, just kind of like enemies but with more health weren't they yeah absolutely and i think i prefer i, th- I think i prefer my games more arcade style whereas mm. this is this is obviously catering for an arcade market with a home market um play replayability kind of upping the difficulty mm. yeah uh whereas if you had something like this in the arcade and you kept getting to a boss and kept dying you'd be like you'd eventually just go sod this i'm not going to keep putting money in but as it's something for the home it's something you can actually work on and learn the patterns and yeah very much like alien soldier hmm yeah i think it's a lot easier than alien soldier certainly in terms of the controls <laughs> uh yeah alien soldier was an absolute nightmare to get to grips with but uh this yeah. is you basically you're running, you're gunning, you pick up power ups, and what I really liked about it, especially when I first played it, was the ability to pick up two different weapons and it changes your gun into something else. Yes. So if you pick up the homing bullets and the flamethrower, for instance, and you just get a trail of fire that homes in on the enemies and stuff. Uh, so you can you can really mix and match the kind of weapon system that you want to go for. Uh, infinite ammo, so you, if you pick up a weapon and you really like it, then you, you can stick with it if you want, but it's generally best to try and swap your weapons out for stuff that is required. And that does take multiple playthroughs to understand, okay, this weapon's going to be best for this, and and this, that, and the other. But I guess, again, that was the same with Alien, so I think that's just how Treasure generally plays things. Um Fact time. Uh, it was released in 1993 for the Sega Mega Drive. It eventually got a sequel on the Game Boy Advance, of all things. Uh-huh. Um, and from Wikipedia, I found this interesting tidbit. It was nearly rejected for an American release by Sega of America, only being approved by a guy called Mac Max Senior, I think it's, it's pronounced, the last producer in the reviewing queue after 12 others rejected it. Senor believed the other producers dismissed the game because its small character sprites contrasted with the more popular large sprites at the time. Senor did ask Treasure to change one boss character because it looked too similar to Adolf Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just a strange thing to add on to the end of that sentence, but uh, yeah. I thought the the sprites were a nice size. Yeah, so did I. Aesthetically, it's a really, really lovely looking game. I mean, if, if like... Uh, just l- looking at it now on the screen, like if you if you think of games that probably predated it, like uh, Kid Chameleon, yes, and, um, which was a very flat looking game. Yeah, but the sprites and stuff in that are tiny. Yeah, like like com- comparatively. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't, don't don't know what the rest of them were on about. No. I think it was probably code for this will probably be too difficult for Western audiences. Well, that's which... what I that's what I would have suspected, but because um, I think that was the issue that Alien Soldier had as well. But this. I don't know. There was something about this game. Like, I mean, even if you're just going off the first level, the amount of stuff that that happened. I mean, you start off, you're running along and um, just in the hills, and then you're running down a hill, and then you're getting on a train, and then you're flying down a tunnel, and you're jumping from the. It's kind of. It reminds me a bit of Battletoads, 
in that it's constantly just thinking, okay, how can we change up the gameplay for like three minutes and then jump to the next one? But it, unlike Battletoads, it doesn't just put up a brick wall of difficulty. <laughs> um, it, it keeps the difficulty balanced uh, to the same level throughout, which is still difficult, but it, it doesn't... I don't know. I never came across any any spikes outside bosses, which is, to be fair, just how bosses tend to work just a lot of the time. Just how they work, yeah. Um, so some of it, some of the um, uh, sections reminded me a bit of uh, Strider. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know whether that's just because there were, like, diagonal slopes that mm. you were sliding down and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I, no, I can see that. There's um, it's, the game's obviously got quite a few influences, but it manages to stand out as something very different. I think, yeah, uh, from from everything else. Because even as I say, the closest thing I can compare it to is Metal Slug. But even compared to Metal Slug, it just feels a lot faster. Um, whereas Metal Slug's quite a plodding game, which could, to be fair, it could be why you gel with Metal Slug a bit more, because this game is just like, Brah! just yeah. throws everything at you at once, whereas Metal Slug is a, a bit slower and uh, oh, thanks. easier to get to grips with. Uh, no, I don't mean that in the sense of, you're, you're very slow, I just mean in you're order an idiot. to take everything in, because um, Metal Slug yeah. is still bloody difficult. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't think I've got anything more I can say about the amazing Gunstar Heroes. Uh, <laughs> well, for some for some reason, when you first when we first said Gunstar Heroes, I was thinking of um, uh, is it Pang the one with the yeah. balloons? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for some bubbles. reason, I'd. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd mix that up. <laughs> I'd mix them two, two up in my head. I remember thinking, oh, I've played Pang. I, I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> and then I played this and I was like, oh, this isn't Pang at all, is it? <laughs> there's it's, no bubbles can, anywhere. Where are my bubbles? But uh, <laughs> yeah, there were, yeah there's, um, there's a few very interesting characters that have obviously been b- borrowed. There's, uh, there's the Chinese chap who is your very typical looking Chinese character with a almost Jessica Rabbit style lady with him mm. um, and then you've got a character which uh, an enemy that is basically M. Bison yes, uh, <laughs> yes. so they've, they've, they've kind of done uh, yeah they've, they've done that thing of which characters can we borrow for this mm. game well even so, the um, um, some of the robots remind me a lot of uh, Studio Ghibli stuff um, yeah, th- they've got a very. I don't know if it was just the style at the time. <laughs> that was the style at the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was the case. So, yeah. but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of very f- familiar looking things. But th- again, it could just be the, a Japanese trope of you know that that's what enemies look like. They wear capes uh, and <laughs> and look a bit like Adolf Hitler, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Adolf Hitler and all all uh, drive mechs. So. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's Japan for you. Okay, uh, our our four then. Uh, papers, please. So this is a strange game, isn't it? Papers, please. A game where you basically just do a job in a 1984-style Eastern European passport office. I'm genuinely not sure what to make of it. It feels like a very simple idea, but the overall story that's taking place does intrigue me. This one is really straddling a line because I love games that tell stories through the mechanics, which this game seems to be doing in spades, but I hate games that put the story ahead of the actual gameplay. And I'm undecided on whether or not this game is actually doing that, because on the face of it, what you're tasked with doing is taking a passport of someone, making sure the details match, 
and then giving them entry or not giving them entry. Each new level adds some more mechanics that are thematically attached to what's going on, but overall, this game is literally just making me do work. Curious. It's a curious game. Well, what can I say? Uh, Papers, Please just really appeals to everything I like in games. It's not overly complicated. It looks really nice. The kind of retro aesthetic, they haven't gone overboard with it. The kind of the soundtrack, the uh, the perfect kind of um, Cold War feel to it is really great. Um, I just really, really like it. Uh, I have played it before, but I've remembered very little about it. It's good because there's a, a slow difficulty increase. There's a really interesting narrative. It's simple, it's straightforward, but it's really, really addictive. I went over the hour by kind of 10 minutes um, and I looked and I was like, oh crap. And I was so disappointed that I had to finish playing. Um, so, you know, it's probably a contender for the um, the five hours really. Um, but all in all, absolutely fantastic game. Like I said, I, it's, it's, it's one I played, but just coming back to it was so addictive. 10 hour time stamp. Hmm. Oh, look at Stu enjoying something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this game was released in 2013 for PC, uh, seeing its final release in 2017 for the PS Vita, of all things. Uh, it's also on OS X, Linux, and iOS. It won nine awards and was nominated for a further ten. Nineteen Jesus. nominations. Wowee. Um... Yeah, well, it's a hard one to explain to people and make it sound exciting or interesting, isn't it? Papers, please. Mm. <laughs> On the yeah, face I of it, yeah, like like you said. So there's um, so the idea is is you're you're given you're drafted to work in a kind of a a, a pass, what's, what passport what office custom, really isn't passport it? customs yeah. kind of thing. Um, and the more passports that you clear, the more money you get. Uh, and in doing so, you then can buy food and medicine and heat and stuff um, to look after your family. Now, along the way, people offer you bribes and um, try and give you money for letting salubrious people through. And there's situations where um terrorists get through and blow themselves up and there's all kinds of things going on mm. um but the very heart of the game is literally somebody comes up with a passport um and then as the game progresses they require a passport and additional travel documents or um tickets for things and you're given a series of little books and guides that you have to make sure that each thing um correlate so that the issuing city is the same as the issuing city in the book or that the stamps on the passports are correct or that they've got the right tickets or that they match the right picture or they're the right height or the right weight mm. so although it, although it starts off very simple of you're comparing a passport it then really does ramp up to the point where you're looking for loads and loads of things and then as you as you progress, if you make mistakes, you lose money. 
um, and then family members can possibly die if you don't feed them or get them medicine. So, um, so there is a there's a big big strategy element to it. Um, but just the maybe it's just the monotonous monotony of it that really appealed to me. I, mm. I I don't know. I like you say it is basically just doing a job. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it was just I just love it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, in terms of uh, of it, how it works really is you've got the the top, say, third of the screen is taken up with just this outside view of the passport office, uh, and that screen's really just used to show the people coming into the booth. Sometimes it'll show the terrorists running across to blow something up, but that's mostly you do nothing in that screen apart from calling the next person, and then in the bottom left uh, which probably takes up about 20% of the screen maybe at most you've got the person coming into the office like a front facing view mm-hmm. and then the rest of the the screen um maybe i want to say about a third of the screen the bottom right is taken up by your workspace and what it boils down to certainly at later levels is space management because you have so much stuff on your desk that yeah, you're trying yeah. to sort through and trying to remember so it ramps up this this thing of uh, you need to try and get as many people through as possible so you have enough money to feed your children and your wife and keep things heated and everything else but on top of that you are having this list of things that you need to check expand and expand as the levels go on so you've got all of this stuff on your desk and constantly you're thinking like i need to get this done quick but also i need to do it right um, yeah, and it just slowly ramps up very slowly to the point where it really starts to stick with you, um, and then just having the uh, the end of the level as it switches to the status screen and, and moves on to that kind of Eastern European womp 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 womp, <laughs> womp yeah. just a uh, I don't even know how to describe that style of music. It's like the 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 the, the tuba kind of yes. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is just kind of Cold War Russia. It, it, kind yeah, of. pretty much. I mean, you would yeah. recognize it even if you hadn't heard it before. It's one of those kind of tracks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was very surprised by this game. I didn't expect to get on with it. I mean, you know what I'm like. If something isn't immediately press all of the buttons and jump and shoot and, and destroy <laughs> it, then I'm I'm normally I'm normally quite bored. But uh, I was getting excited by like noticing that like somebody would give me a um a, a, t- a ticket or a pass- passport or whatever and it would say the weight was 60 kilograms but i would, I would remember to check and it would say 65 kilograms <laughs> and be like oh, discrepancy and then i would <laughs> i would tell them to go into the scanner and i would find like a gun attached to the back and be like, yes detained detained no, just, <laughs> I was really, really getting into um just being just being a proper dickhead to people, I think. It perfectly encapsulates something completely new and fresh with mm. that retro aesthetic that until you've played it, it does sound very boring mm. and quite monotonous. I mean, when you initially start playing, you're like, this could just be a flash game. Yes. I don't know whether it did it start out as a flash game. I don't think it game. did. No. Um, but it, it it could just be like an old an old flash game. Mm. But then they just keep adding and adding and adding and adding. Um, and I just it's just great fun. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, we might as well move on to hour five then, Stu. 
the final game, which is yeah, not a hero. <laughs> well, I've owned this game for years, but I've never really put any time into it, and that was a mistake, wasn't it? What a lovely little game this is. Essentially, it's like a cross between Bonanza Brothers and Hotline Miami, but with a very, very British sense of humour and copious amounts of swearing. I made it about halfway through the second set of levels on my first hour, mostly sticking with the shotgun guy once I'd unlocked him because I'm a big fan of weapons that just take people out in one hit. The first guy was okay, and the woman that you unlocked third was the weakest, I felt, but that could just be because I got used to blowing everyone's head off in seconds. Difficulty is certainly ramping up already, and there's a lot of bonus achievements I haven't got in previous rounds yet. Only criticism I can really level at the game so far is that even at this point, the level design is starting to feel a bit samey. That could just be down to the minimalist look of the environments, but everything is very much walls, doors, windows and stairwells. It would be nice to see that open up, but I don't suspect it will. So, I played Not A Hero for an hour. Um, it was okay. A little bit samey, a little bit boring. The art style is nice enough. I like that it was set in the UK. The accents were all a bit stereotypical. I can't tell if the posh woman is posh or Welsh. She kind of seems to flip back and forth. Um, yeah, it was alright. The story was trying really hard to be funny, but I just... It's probably just not my sense of humour. Probably everybody in the world compares this to Broforce, but I much prefer Broforce. I think there's... Um, a lot more variety in it. The, I mean, the in this the characters aren't that different really. They're quite samey. I don't like that when you pick up a new power up, you lose the last spawn or you lose it if you reload. Um, I suppose it just increases the challenge. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, something I may go back to. Not too sure at this stage. But we shall, uh, we shall see. On to the next. Oh no, hang on, was this the last one? Memory! <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Not a Hero then, released in 2015 for PC. Getting its final release in 2018 on the Nintendo Switch. It's also available on Linux, OS X, Android, PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, this game won no awards and was not nominated for any awards, but they did set up a fake Twitter account for the main uh, quest giver, Bunny Lord, so that's nice. <laughs> that's, that's all I had fact-wise for this <laughs> yeah. game. I was, I was really surprised, because I looked on, on YouTube, mm. and I was really surprised at how little there was on there. Yeah, I, I, I think it was kind of ruined a little bit by, I think there's a Call of Duty game or something along those lines that have got... Uh, an add-on called Not a Hero, so I think that probably... Yes, uh, I don't think the name helps it at all. No. Because um, there's another game with a similar name, uh, No More he No More, no Heroes. More Heroes. Yeah. yeah. Which, that, yeah. It's very different. Mm, it is, uh, and I don't know if the name is, has been an issue for it. It's not a game... It's a, it's, it's a strange one, because when you look at the Steam reviews... People who who really get into it, they, they really enjoy it, and... Uh, it just doesn't seem to have reached maybe the audience it needed to to become a, a classic. 
because mm. I, I mean, I name checked a couple of things there. One of which being Hotline Miami, which it reminds me of a bit. Uh, Hotline Miami is one of my favourite games ever, mm. um, but this isn't. In my mind, it's not a patch on it, and I think it. it you you probably summed it up perfectly, in that there's not a lot of difference in not just the characters in anything. Yeah, <laughs> that I found uh, certainly through that hour, it was. Uh, I just described it as walls, doors, and and window. Everything is, is that's, the same kind that's of layout. Absolutely, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what it's what, walls. Uh, uh, elevators and you know the the mechanic of you kind of sliding out of windows and being able to then like fly back into the window below mm. I really like that that was quite good yeah uh, there are some really really nice things about it yeah but um, yeah it just didn't uh, it, it could have been really it could have been amazing mm-hmm. but I there's just not enough not enough difference between anything really yeah um, it's, a, it's it, a really difficult one to pin down because everything about it should have me up in arms about how great it is but yeah some something's holding me back and it, it, not just that i think it's like the movement and controls and stuff I, I kept finding that i wanted to slide or do something and i would do the opposite and yeah I, did it, you play it with the controller or on the keyboard uh controller uh, I played it with on a keyboard, mm. and I was constantly mixing yeah. mixing the buttons up on on what I was supposed to be doing, um, which was getting me killed like very very often when I was supposed to be reloading, like I'd be sliding or or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it does. It it does. It is a very very like British slant on everything. Mm-hmm. So you've got like kids in hoodies and then you've got like yardies and yeah um i didn't i don't know whether the stereotypes were a bit too on the nose i think it went uh, so on the nose that it, it didn't bother me anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's very blunt with it it's not exactly yeah. subtle. and i think because like the the first few stages i was like oh yeah i quite like the humor in this and then it's a bit like okay no yeah i get it i get the mm. kind of i'm getting the getting the humor it's a bit Reddit, um, Reddit circle jerk humor. Uh, yes, uh, I think absolutely. That's the issue. It's, yeah, uh, uh, it's fine, but uh, too much is, is maybe too much. It's 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 winking at you constantly, mm. and it uh, and it yeah it 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 I think it thinks it's a lot funnier than it is. Um, but I am I am really really surprised that it, it it's not a lot bigger than. Yeah. Than it is. Yeah. Have, you, have you played Broforce? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I loved did, Broforce. Did you and think I, it was similar? I, I agree. Broforce is more fun with this. I think Broforce is more fast-paced and and changes. Obviously, you've got all the different heroes that you switch between. Everything just keeps changing up, so you're never quite bored of the core gameplay. Whereas with mm. this, I mean, even when I unlocked that, I, I unlocked the third character and played as her for a bit. And then just went back to the second character because yeah. he was just more fun to play as. And I think that's the issue when you're, as you say, the power-ups aren't great because you pick them up and they're only good for one clip. And if you reload by accident, which you probably will do because you're so used to reloading before moving on to the next section, yeah. that you'll end up getting one shot out of your power-up and then accidentally reload. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I've still got this weapon again. Um, yeah, I think tying... 
tying your characters down and making you play through entire levels just with that one set of skills has its advantages, but in terms of variety, uh, because there's no variety anywhere else, you are just doing the same thing generally from start to end. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could see a really good kind of multiplayer element in this game, mm. which they seem to have missed out on. Where uh, I don't know, you you start at different ends of the same level, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that like you've got to get so many hostages and and collect so many things to end the level. Um, but that that just seemed to have missed a trick there. Yeah. It, it, it feels a bit half finished. Kind of. It's. I mean, it's one of these things where I think they've built the core game, and then I'm like, okay, well, what can we do in this this core this thing that we've built? Um, because mm. well, basically, I mean, for people listening, you you're essentially in a building inevitably and uh, it'll give you the task of say going through and killing everyone or going through and getting five items or going through and doing this you've usually got about three different missions you can do on each level ultimately mm-hmm. ending up at the exit and and, and leaving um, and you just uh, I, I guess Bonanza Brothers is the best way I can think to describe it yeah absolutely you, Yeah, you stick um, into the back where you hold down a button to slide into position and then you go behind scenery uh, even though you're looking at it on a 2D plane there's like a, a foreground and a background that you, you can switch between when you're you're in a shootout yeah, uh, it forms a shadow over you so yes. that you know that you're up against the wall uh, and the enemy can do that as well and that's that's about it really <laughs> mm. uh, and there's different characters each of them with different weapons or power-ups and this that and the other but ultimately each level plays out the same way mm. um so yeah the, the only real replayability factor is to go back and do each of those missions yes yeah. uh, and then the more the more missions you do the more characters you unlock mm-hmm. as the game progresses but yeah I, I again i did i probably did about 45 minutes on this and was like i get i get it i get i get i'm I don't think that additional 15 minutes is going to uh, open anything up extra. And like mm. I said, I was pretty much flicking through the stories after the first couple. I yeah, was like, yes, so I, I get it. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah, it's very funny. The bunny uh, wants to take over, you know, the, London, then the UK, then the world kind of thing. And like, there's, there's the, 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 the one nice thing I liked after the level... There, you were in a, you're sat in a, a cafe with Bunny Lord, yeah. and you have like a little, um, little breakdown of how the level went, and that's okay. But mm. again, it's it, it it feels like it feels like the uh the the, the kind of the narrative the, the the story sections and the talking prior to and after the level is pretty much the same length as a level. Yes. It just go on for a good while. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, you know, a level is like kind of half story, half game. So yeah, okay, yeah. right, right. Well, change of pace for this next thing. Then for the le- we've we've done five hours, five games. Uh, we had five hours left. So Stu, which mm-hmm. game slash games do you think I continue to play for the next five hours? Mm, okay, so I don't think it'll be Arcadia unless you 
want to do it in a kind of ironic way uh, and try and see if you can actually get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be Gunstar Heroes because you know that game too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it... Oh, I don't know, because Thunder Force 4... I think it'll be Thunder Force 4 and Papers, Please potentially throwing not a hero in to the mix a little bit. Okay. I will say for you, Papers, Please and maybe Thunder Force 4. Those are my those are my two guesses. Rightio, let's have your jingle, David. Discord selection, Arcadia, Thunder Force Four, Gunstar Heroes, Papers Please, not a hero, but which is best? Is it Arcadia? Is it? Thunder Force 4 Is it Gunstar Heroes? Is it Papers Please? Is it, is it, is it, is it not a hero? And the biggest question of all Does anyone even give a fuck? <laughs> That's good. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I liked all of it. I liked this builder. I liked the giving a fuck. It was. It was great. Did you do that on your? Um, yes. On the, the the new whatever it is. I did. I did that using uh, whatever it was called, and uh, and adding that into something else. <laughs> well, so. that was very detailed, Dave. Thanks. Mm. Thanks ever yeah, so much. Yeah, that's all I had for that one. <laughs> that I can't remember. Detailed. I can't remember what either of the things were called that I used, but I did use multiple things. Let's have a listen to those final hours. So, my final five hours, I think I've spent a good 80% of them in one game and 20% of them in another game. What were those games, though? Eh? Oh, it's a mystery. It's a big secret. What are they? What games? Who knows? I know, but do you know? No, you don't know. Okay, that's enough suspense. Starting with the 20%, it was... Gunstar Heroes. Having played it for an hour earlier, I just wanted to play it again because it's bloody great. I'm still not very good at it, but there's something about Gunstar Heroes that draws me back in more than, say, Thunder Force 4 did. I would like to go back to Thunder Force, mind you, but even though I've already put countless hours into Gunstar Heroes, it still brought me back because it's that bloody good. And that leads me to the other 80% of my time, which I put into... And this is going to be quite a surprise, I think. I'm not sure Stu will have guessed this one. Arcadia. <laughs> no, not Arcadia. I'm not mental. I put that time into Papers, Please. Now, this game is very different to the usual thing I play, but it's done right. I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't getting a bit bored by the end of my time with it, and I'm not sure if I'm actually going to finish it because it is very samey, but it is intriguing. The way it consistently oppresses you with the wage system, the constant additions of new things going on so you feel under consistent pressure to get multiple things right, the weird cult thing that's going on that I keep fucking up. There's a lot going on in Papers, Please, that elevates the one simple idea that it has. As I say, I'm not sure if that idea is now starting to run thin. I think I've got about 
five days left to go in terms of in-game time before I reach any sort of ending. But I may well push myself through it. I'm not sure. It surprised me. I'll put it that way. I'd written it off a while back as just something I wouldn't enjoy. And I have genuinely enjoyed my time with it. Ten hour time End of hour ten. So we skipped forward in time by five hours. Ooh. So how did I spend my five hours? Well, I started Papers, Please, and then three hours later thought, I should probably stop doing this now, otherwise we're going to have five hours of me just playing, 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 playing Papers, Please, because I absolutely love it, absolutely love it, just, oh God, the time, the times on it is just fantastic um so i played that for another three hours just brilliant still just amped up the um what needs to be done i even got a little um i suppose it's a bit of a cheat sheet just have on the screen um so i don't have to flick through the book which some people online are going well that defeats the purpose of of the game and it's like i'll piss off um my memory's dreadful. If I had a better memory, then I would probably be better at it. So, go fuck yourself. Um, and then I spent the last two hours playing Not a Hero because I thought I would give it a go with the controller. So, I started again from the beginning with the controller and found it was a much more enjoyable experience than I had before uh, playing it with the keyboard. Um, yeah, I, I, I did, I did really enjoy it a lot more, um, and, uh, I, I, I went through basically just trying to do all of the, all of the, all of the, all of the, all of the things you're supposed to do, the mission, part of the mission, all the submissions, whatever you want to call it, not submission, submission, uh, all of those, yeah, I enjoyed it, it was good fun, shooty, shooty, bang, bang, um, not a great deal else to add to that. It doesn't... Well, I was playing back over what I'd already played and then a bit further. Um, it doesn't really change very much. Um, I actually read through the text a bit more this time, which I didn't do the first time round because I was just quite um, quite keen to just get on and play it. And I did find it does explain <laughs> it does explain what you need to do. A lot better than you just like like going straight in so on the one where you have to save the hostages it just explain to you that if you go straight into the room they're more likely to just kill them um so try and go in from behind and break into windows so overall uh, it was a good fun last five hours i kind of regret that i didn't play thunder force 4 more um because i did enjoy that um, but that's something maybe I can I can play at another time, um, even though I won't. <laughs> at least you're honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you went back. I suppose going back and using a different control method does um, does sometimes make things a lot better. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't have been playing it on on mouse and keyboard. It just doesn't seem like the kind of game that would work with it. I don't think. Well, when we were talking about it, I was trying to not share too much about it as Mm. to give it away. Um, I can't say that I am 
blown away by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I enjoyed it a little bit more going away and doing the the missions, and I got another character called Jesus, like a Jesus character. Okay. From very was pretty much uh, Jesus from the Big Lebowski. Right. Um, he could. Uh, what was his one? He could slide on fire, I think, if I remember correctly. But his aim was dreadful, so uh. he was pretty much just firing all over the place. Um, so again, pretty much the same character, but with a very, very minor change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I still didn't find it overly funny. I still wasn't, uh, you know like in awe of it I think. Mm-hmm. it was quite funny because I spoke to Vacant School yesterday and Ben from last episode Ben about it and they were both like oh god it's brilliant yeah it's really good I really enjoyed that and, and I kind of there was a part of me that thought have I missed something <laughs> is that is because it, it's you know it, people seem to have really liked it yeah. so so I thought I will give it I will give it another shot and whilst I I did enjoy it um, it was by no means it was by no means incredible. Yeah. Um, it was just okay. I'm glad I went back to it. Um, but yeah, but uh, but papers, please. Mm. Just I just couldn't stop. Yeah. App so addictive. Yeah. As I say, I've nearly got through an entire playthrough of it. I still haven't finished off the last few days, but just because it does start to get. I mean, it's a long time. You've got to do like thirty, thirty-one days or something. Yeah. To get through an entire playthrough, and it's. That's a lot, because uh, each mm. day I would say lasted maybe about five minutes, maybe yeah, longer. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember, but something like that. So it is quite a long playthrough for a game that is running a single idea. The thing that always kept me going every time I, I would think, oh, I'm getting a bit bored of it now, is somebody would come up to the window with some weird thing that would like slip you a, a note, and it would have like yeah. a cryptic thing that you had to try and resolve and stuff and I was like well where's that leading so I was like oh I'll just do one more day <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it just ended up getting stuck but then I had so much stuff on that table I was just like what on earth is going on anymore I had the book open and I had things that people were giving me and uh, yeah there was a lot of stuff on there so it, it, it did keep me entertained yeah. Um, and then yeah I, I just jumped back on Gunstar Heroes just to I was going to go back to Thunder Force 4 and I was going to go back to Not a Hero. I didn't go back to Not a Hero just because I knew it wasn't going to change. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd already gotten everything I wanted out of it. Um, And I thought, well, you know what? I've put so much time into Papers, Please and getting so far into it. it, I didn't mind going back to Gunstar Heroes and just playing that for another hour um, because I didn't think I was going to improve any more in Thunder Force 4. Uh, but it is probably something that I'm going to go back and um, uh, and try and get better at because, well, it, it looks really nice. It sounds really nice. It, it, I really like some of the mechanics it's got going on. It just, uh, the that initial hour, I think, that I played and it didn't stick. Right. Yeah, it didn't stick. So, uh, mm. yeah, who knows? So, basically, I think what we're saying is all of the games are great apart from Arcadia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Lee. I agree. Sorry, Sorry Lee. Yeah. Sorry, it's Lee. your fault, though. I, th- uh, I think going back to Not a Hero with a controller, it felt like a very different game. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't It was with the mouse. It was just up, down, left, right, uh, ZX, 
ZXC and then space to reload. Yeah. Um, so, but having it with the controller, it was a far more enjoyable experience. I don't know why I didn't do it with the controller to start with, um, but I did, and at least it was um, going back to it. It felt like uh, felt very different. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I think the uh, Papers Please is for me the outright winner mm. of these five. Yeah, it seems to be for both of us as well. Funnily enough, so. Hurrah! Um, Hurrah! Okay. Well, this, that was a different episode, wasn't it? Next episode, it's going to be another Discord choice, but this time only one lucky boy or girl gets their game chosen for a full, normal, bread-flavoured episode. Um, the games we get to choose from are as follows, Stu. Urban okay. Rain, Outcast, Blast Corpse, Metroid Prime, Sweet Home... Or ICO. That's six games altogether, Stu, if you can't count. I think the best way to do this is if we go back and forth, removing one game at a time until there's two left, and then we'll see if we can agree on the final one. Um, so, we'll probably need to do, uh, do a little bit of bringing them up on the screen to see what you like. So, we'll, we'll end up cutting this, <laughs> this section out where I'm explaining to you that we should bring them up on screen. First game, so you look worse than me. Uh, outcast. Oh, outcast. Uh, reasons? Uh, just from the the quick look through the gaming video, I'm not sure how much I will like it, but mm. it's the one that uh, it looked. It looks all right. Just doesn't, you know, when you've when you've got to make a snap decision. Yeah. Uh, I just. Yeah. I just didn't, didn't really like the look of it all that much. Yeah, it's a very sure strange uh, graphical. If I remember right, I seem to remember it getting absolutely massive hype before it came out, and uh, it's a bit of a, a cult classic. But I've still not got around to playing it. But uh, and I never will. Apparently, <laughs> get rid of get rid of Outcast. Then uh, I am going to get rid of. Metroid Prime because I just don't like it. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I've, I've I've played Metroid Prime, so yeah. that's no great loss. Okay, you next. What was the bio bio one? There, there was bio, no bio one. Blast Corps. Blast Corps. Yeah. Are you getting rid of Blast Corps? Oh, Blast Corps is great fun. You mad fool. Uh, reasons for that one? Uh, it looks very nice. Just mm. that um, I'm I'm. Not sure how get ten hours out of it. I don't know okay. the game really no, well. No, that's, that's fair reasoning. Fair reasoning, yeah. even if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> I am going to pick then. Uh, now, Sweet Home is one that I'm interested in. However, I have already been told what Lee is putting forward for his suggestions, and I don't want to have to play two similar things in a row. So for that reason alone, I apologise, but I'm going to remove Sweet Home, which leaves Urban Rain or mm -hmm. Ico. Do so, you have a preference out of those two? I'm, I genuinely don't. I, I have Ico, but I've not played it yet. I, I remember playing a bit of it 
ages ago, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Urban Rain I have not played, but it also looks interesting. Um, yeah. But I don't know, would we get a 10 hour discussion out of Urban Rain? That's, yeah, that's something I was thinking. I think we go for Ico. Okay. Okay. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's your choice, and if Primo Camera is upset about that, he can direct all of his complaints to you. I mean, it, uh, no, uh, no, you've said it now, Stu. You can't go back in it. Urban Rain looks good fun. Yes, uh, it does. And and that, the two of them, it's probably the one I will have the most fun playing. Yeah. But again, I'm thinking ten hours. Mm. Ico seems like it may have. Uh, a bit more going for it in regards to it. I don't know. Yeah. And Ico yeah. looks, uh, it looks like quite an interesting concept. So. Yes. Well, it's the prequel to one of my favourite PS2 games of all time, which is Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, um, I, I, I know of that game. Um, so, so, yeah, it'll be nice to uh, it'll be nice to actually play through Ico. I'm sorry, I just burped halfway through that sentence. Oh, th- thanks, man. Um, yes, yeah, so it'll be nice to actually play through it because I'm not. Um, so yeah, Ico, it is then. Uh, well done, Binny. You've you've done it again, you son of a bitch. The playthrough on YouTube, uh, they all seem to teeter around four to five hours. So uh, I imagine you will finish it. Okay. And I will get halfway through. Okay. So. If we do, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, this is what we'll do, Stu. This is a promise. If we get through Ico, then we switch to Urban Rain for the rest of the 10 hours. And then we have pleased both people. But Ico comes first. And only if we complete Ico in that hours. Because I don't think there's any replay value in Ico. Um, or Ico. Ico? Ico? Ico. I- what about if I just want to break things? <laughs> I've still got to just stick with it. You I'll just stick to. with it. It'll be fine. So, yes, uh, Ico it is. And if we get through Ico in a reasonable amount of time, then Urban Rain <laughs> randomly gets thrown <laughs> onto the end. Because I think okay. it, a playthrough of Urban Rain looks to be about three hours long. So, uh, it could actually fill the episode with those two. That's right. It could fill your episode <laughs> with, uh, with those two. Yeah. There we go oh. then. A strange one for the next episode as well. Yeah. But, uh, but it'll do. Okay. Cool. cool. Well, Stuart, have you got anything you want to apologise for before we finish? No, no. <laughs> nothing to apologise for. Things. Uh, I, I don't think I've said anything particularly offensive in this episode. Okay. Uh, so, uh, no, I don't. Excellent. Uh, well, I've got absolutely nothing left to even care about anymore short episode this one however it was five short form games so i am not surprised and uh let's get ready to rumble uh (laughs) but only after we've played echo (laughs) (laughs) all right fuck off bye everyone i love you bye 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 for more Stu and Dave shenanigans, join our Discord and follow 10 Hour Tea on Twitter and Instagram. For Dave, subscribe to Rose Tinted Spectrum on YouTube and follow Spectrum Tinted on Twitter. For Stu, YouTube and Twitter are Stu the Brummy and Stewie the Brummy on Instagram. Ten hour time zone. 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 Ten hour time zone.
times, 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 times,